Well, it seems like the NFL is another league that has problems with the referees, eh, boys? Big call. End of the game. Seems to be the case for most organized sports. Oh, my God. <laughs> this Meaning is, there this, shouldn't be any refs, I guess. Such as, no, this <laughs> is everything this, lawless. This, play, this, guys. this is a Smack. moment where I wish uh, Joey and Anthony were here mm-hmm. uh, just, just to hear their reactions. But, uh, yeah, no, so, uh, Super Bowl weekend, Kansas City versus, uh, versus Philly. Uh, a big, big controversial holding call on one of the final plays of the game. And that led to uh, Kansas City grabbing a lead. The rest is history. Pat Mahomes. Uh, what, what is it? He's a, he's a Super Bowl MVP. That's what it's the second. Uh, in four years. Next GOAT? Second Twice time in four years. years. Three, three appearances in four years. Is he the next GOAT? Anthony. Is Patrick Mahomes going to beat Tom Brady? I think so. <laughs> time will tell time will tell it's another episode of the curfew boys thank you all for tuning in if you're listening to us on spotify apple podcast thank you very much if you're watching us on youtube there's myself sammy chris and zook hey now and uh yeah it's uh yeah just uh it was an uh it was it was a very fun weekend last weekend highly entertaining um yeah, so Super Bowl was obviously the uh, the main event. Uh, excellent game, uh, back and forth. I thought, I thought Philly played well. Uh, their quarterback uh, was it Hurts? What's his name? I keep forgetting his name. If that's what, if that's his name, uh, thought he played a solid game. But it, at the end of the day, uh, Patrick Mahomes, man, it's tough to bet against him. And and I, and I'm speaking. This is as far as I know about talking about football. This is as far as it goes. Okay. So um, all that to say is um, it was a fun weekend. Spent time with uh, the in-laws and the <laughs> girlfriends. Uh, ate a lot. Um, I don't know if you guys did that, but how's uh, your gut? It's still paying the price, to be honest. Uh, I might have destroyed a few toilet bowls along the way. <laughs> <laughs> but where's the videos? There's no videos. Come on, Let's Sammy. Like it. last year, Let's do it. it. This ain't two girls, one cup, Zook. Like, stop it. Fine. This... Fine. Next time. Next okay. time we feed you Indian food. Okay. Oh, my God, dude. Last time I ate Indian food, <laughs> holy, holy shit. Like, he, was just, he was creating sounds yeah, that never existed before. Shit. <laughs> Fuck you, bloody. And no, anyways. <laughs> uh, um, I want to ask you guys this, though. If you were to host the ultimate Super Bowl party, like, what's, what's the food? Oh, my God. What, what's the main food that you're... Laying out on the table, or if you were to tell people you need to bring food, this is what I want you to bring. What's what's the food list when it comes to the ultimate ultimate Super Bowl party? Quite simple. Beer. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> Some could consider that food, right? It's liquid bread. Okay, next. Sure, unless it's a next. Guinness. Sure, okay. Next, multiple or infinite bags of Doritos, the spicy ones. Yes. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Wait, there's one more tra- tradition, traditional American cuisine. Okay. I would say pogos. Po- you mean cornbread? Cornbread. Pogos. Or, 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 or hot, American. hot, yeah, hot dogs in the blanket. Cornbread. Yeah, pigs in the blanket. Okay, hold on a sec, because there's there's yeah. pogos on the stick, or it's the small pigs in the blanket? No, I, I mean pogos because it's so like 
you know, <laughs> typical American cuisine. You see it in every American household. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you know the big ones. And then what else? <laughs> <laughs> Super okay. sad. And then what else? Uh, lastly, it's gonna end with um, like chicken wings. There, done. Yes. Okay. okay. So Zuki, yeah. you finished off on the right note. So chicken okay. wings, tacos. Mm. Guacamole, especially with those. Ta wait, ta tacos it's too healthy. It's too tacos guacamole is healthy. Tacos, tacos are nachos. Yeah, did I say tacos? Nachos. What the hell? Not. What the yeah, hell? Okay, okay, okay. I mean, listen, tacos, uh, great. That was that was a major Freudian okay. slip right For there. For me, tacos on at a Super Bowl, there's just too much preparation to do it. That's it. You want to just just nachos? You just grab and go. You want to shovel? Yeah, no, no. It's definitely just, nachos just wanna, because yeah. you have like the salsa, but you also have like those wonderful avocados from Mexico commercials that come on every year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We owe it to them to be a part of the, uh, you know, the Super Bowl fiesta of uh, food. marketing works in this case. Yeah, but does yeah, yes, it does. And Zook, okay. you're right. Doritos for the amount of amazing mm -hmm. commercials that they put out over the years. When I when I think chips, like chips are necessary. I think. When you say everybody brings something, like everybody should have the responsibility of bringing 100%. at least one bag of chips. Chip Man Adri, shout out to you. Um, <laughs> but listen, Doritos really won. I, I think they earn their spot so as part of a Super Bowl celebration. It's oh, a must. Sweet. So absolutely. I agree. Um, nobody. No. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Not sorry. No. Nobody. Nobody's bringing ribs. Baby back ribs. It's great ribs. But yeah. That, that is a lot of work, though. No, what, what's well, hold on, a lot of work? What's no? You prepare, just, dude. It's messy. You can't messy sit around and what are wings? It on the and, wing, and, 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 and chicken wings is what the cleanest food you could eat? No, right? Wings but are a lot chicken wings. Than... Dude, yeah, right. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying for me, chicken wings, man. You can buy already, like almost pre-made. You just have to put it in. The, in the oven, but like ribs, it's a little more. It's a little more delicate. Oh, yeah, but we're not talking about the, the the length it takes to to prep the food. I'm talking okay, about fine. Your your favorite food, like what what's your favorite food to have? Yeah, I would have said ribs, but like I went with the I'm next easiest about, thing. Oh, would be, I'm not I'm not talking about preparation type. No mac and cheese. Oh, mac and cheese is good too. Yeah, that's definitely there. Okay, okay. Since since we're of Italian, this the craft. Come on. Fuck craft! Don't ever talk to me about craft mac and cheese. Fuck that shit. I don't care but if that's you are one. drunk after that's the one the night out. No, for us being the Italian descendants that we are, a nice tray of lasagna. Oh my god! No, lasagna. What, what about the uh, what about the uh, focaccia or just <sighs> tomato based pizza? Uh, you have to have like a Melon solid prosciutto worth. Okay, okay. Uh, there you go. Now, now yeah, we're talking. We're, now we're, we're, we're bringing out the new finger food. New sport. You know what? <laughs> and and as much as I love the the wood oven pizzas that oh. that we're good at making, sometimes just a nice greasy corner street pizza shop there that you. Boom. I I think that too. But yeah. uh, okay, who's hungry now? Oh my god! I think we're making the audience hungry too. Pause. Like, <laughs> it's going. <laughs> well, you know, you know what? If we can then ex like go ahead shift gears and whatever there's one thing that you brought up especially the penalty we have to talk about the penalty at the within the last minutes of the game because mm -hmm. this is going to shift us perfectly into the hockey top can we not just have an extra appreciation for hockey imagine the stanley cup was one single game like i, I look at football and you know what football is football there's a certain period of time during the year that they could play but could you imagine the the final game being decided by one freaking game and one stupid play like that, like the refs make mm -hmm. 
let's I'm not saying it's a good or a bad call. We're not going to get into it, but just the fact that the game was decided on that and the fact yeah. that they can basically do the equivalent of taking a knee, wasting time, like soccer players running out the clock, passing it back to their goaltender. There's none of that yeah. shit in hockey. And the, it's no, the hardest because... cup to win. It's the hardest championship mm-hmm. to win, hands down. And you know what? That's why we talk about it. That's why we got a well, podcast. Well, well uh, yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. It's just the thing about hockey is the refs do put the whistle away, especially when the stakes are high, unless – you know, it's it's um, blatant. Yeah, yeah. Like if it's too many men, and even sometimes uh, they'll let it slide unless it's pretty obvious that there's six guys on the ice. They don't even realize so you have to call it. Um, if uh, if high, the, uh, the high sticking delay, is always called. Yeah, yeah. I guess high sticking like, is the only stick infraction they'll call. If it's blatant, like, like I mean. it's got to be blatant, yeah. But I yeah, mean, yeah. nine times out of ten, like the players are careful when it comes to yes. the playoffs. You know, oh, they're yeah. not gonna, they're not gonna hook. They're not gonna. They'll just, they'll give out clean hits. They won't be. It's gonna be a lot more physical and rough, but or unless it's there's a delay of game. But but yeah, that's. I think that's a bit of the beauty when it comes to the NHL playoffs or Stanley Cup playoffs is that the refs are. I'm not. I'm not gonna say they're perfect because no, no ref is perfect. No, if no game officiated has ever been perfect. But yeah, I think you know. Again, you look at the that that call uh, during the Super Bowl. Like maybe it was just that run ref. But does any other ref make that call, or do they let it slide? You know what? Like it technically was a penalty. Even the player himself said he was holding. He holding. He was trying. He was hoping that it wouldn't have. If like, he wouldn't have gotten caught, but at that point of the game, do you call it? I mean, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a, a football referee connoisseur. I mean, the only penalties I know are passing interference or holding or roughing or what else is there? Roughing the passer, offside. I, I know offside. <laughs> you know they do all these fucking signals with with. <laughs> You know, I half the time you I don't know what the fuck they're. But anyways, um, yeah, it's just uh, look uh, on the overall. I was entertained. Uh, I did bet a little bit of money on it, not not for winners or stuff. I bet ten dollars, and I won a whopping thirty-seven, boys. That's good. good. Uh, oh, more than quadruple my money. So perfect. Hey, listen, you didn't bet on this, and I'll take a butter. You get what? You didn't bet on the Gatorade color, did you? The Gatorade color? No. Yeah, yeah. You know when the winning, like the winning coach, oh, usually has yeah, the Gatorade yeah. dropped yeah. on him. People There's were freaking a... out because what? literally they weren't showing, they weren't showing him. They just turned the camera to yeah. They literally bet. They bet on the coin, uh, the coin toss. They bet yeah, on the color, of the Gatorade when they drop it on the winning coach. That's a they first. They bet I've on heard all that. sorts. Yeah, they bet <laughs> because it could be manipulated. But people were freaking out this time in particular. I'm bringing it up when you mentioned sports betting. Because they just turned back to uh, Kansas City, the the whole coaching staff and <laughs> well the head coach in particular, and they're they're flipping over the the Gatorade had already been flipped over. And people were like, what the? "It's amazing." Well, it's funny. I heard on the on it. <laughs> I heard on the radio that the Gatorade was purple. Oh man, <laughs> I, want yeah, purple. I, look, I, I want some of that purple uh, drink. <laughs> uh, oh, purple punch. Uh, purple. What is it? Dave that, that, Dave, that Dave Chappelle skit is the greatest. I want that the purple best. stuff. He's so good, but um, 
yeah, boys, uh, how about we uh, kick it into gear with the Canadians? And for some reason, you know, the Super Bowl weekend, they seem to fucking win all the time. Something about these matinee games playing at 1230. It looks like the Canadians are full of energy. But um, otherwise, yeah, the, if you include the game versus Chicago on Tuesday night, the Habs are winners of uh, three straight. To be quite, to be quite honest, I didn't think they'd be, I they or they give the Edmonton Oilers a spanking, like they did. The Islanders, the Islanders game was, you know, it 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 was to be expected. The Islanders are not the most exciting team to watch. You could you could argue, oh well, they got Bo Bo Horvat, so yeah, they're a lot more of an interesting team. And yes, Borvat. they are Borvat, whatever you want to call them, Bor Borat, too, if you want to go. Anyways, um, but. Yeah, no, that I thought that that game was was um, it was also the last uh, reverse retro game that they finally won. The curse has been lifted. The curse is over. Call it whatever you want. You know the funny thing is, the the very first reverse retro that the Canadians had, the the navy blue one. If you remember, I think it was the last game they played with it. They actually won in shootout. And I think it was Thomas Tatar. It was during the pandemic, but it was Thomas Tatar that did some filthy move. I forgot against who. Uh, it must have been during the season, right? I'm kidding. You get the Tatar joke? Sure. Playoffs, he doesn't score. Well, yeah, duh. It was, there's, there's, there's also, there's no shootout. <laughs> so that must have been during the season. No, there's no shootout. There's no shootout in the playoffs either. That's true. Yes. That's, true. Yes. That's true. That's no, true. Dude, no, okay, you know what? Thomas Tatar is going to be making the playoffs. For New Jersey, oh, and he's gonna be playing. He's gonna be playing. This, this is this is he's not gonna be to learning. He's not gonna be learning in the stands, right? No, he doesn't have. Uh, he doesn't have a uh, Dominic Ducharme. <laughs> Learn over. <him. laughs> but um, I want to start with uh, Mike Madison. Yes, the guy. The guy's so been. Happy for him. He's been stepping up lately, and yeah. you know, like that. Him, him, and David Savard were monsters on the uh the five on three penalty kill in overtime and then how fucking it's one of those moments where it's like as soon as the guy comes out of the box and he gets a free he gets a breakaway just in time and though hoffman missed it then my matheson comes out of nowhere pops the rebound boom game winner yeah um the bell center went nuts yeah. the crowd went fucking crazy yeah and so did matheson I love his celly. He's a you know, homeboy, man. He scores his, his goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, important goal. Yeah. Must have felt nice. It definitely, it was definitely great to hear finally the Bell Center like that again. It's been a long time. Like this year, we've we've heard the Bell Center, man, like it should have been, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course, there's some games where we lose and stuff like that, but the, pan, the fans are, are still passionate this year. Last year, man, I went to a few games. I was like, this is something that felt totally different. Okay. It was just like everybody was like, um, what's the word? Uh, basically, e- not empty. Uh, yeah, they weren't really there. Hopeless. Oh, yeah, they. And you <laughs> felt that in the air at the Bell Center, man. And mm-hmm. this year, like you could even feel the difference. I don't know if it's because they, I don't know, they finally realize what what's coming, or they're mm-hmm. happy about management or blah blah yeah. blah. But but there's definitely been a shift, and it's and you could feel it, like in that game when Matheson scored. It's, it's, uh, absolutely, it's, it's as simple as that, and I'm sure now the players are feeding off of that as well too, which is only helping. So, yeah, ab- absolutely. You want to say something, uh, Chris? Yeah, especially when Zook was uh, talking about hearing the bell center. There's uh, one little side note. 
is it just me or the the horn is completely off at the bell center mm-hmm. no, it sounds it's like diff- a mix it's different yeah, it's, it's not like uh yeah it was weird it sounds like a I don't what? like it <laughs> yeah i don't like it, it was higher not. pitch it's yeah it's yeah well yeah i guess um no I, oh, absolutely yeah you know, but uh the game against edmonton though that 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 like i said that i did not expect that at all yeah well edmonton played the night before well, the Canadians played the day they played, they played against Ottawa? No? No, no. Yeah. It was, they played against Ottawa two days prior, I believe. Yeah, no. The Canadians... We had the a Ottawa... day off. We had a day off. Bef- not not Edmonton. No, but no, dude. They, they, the Canadians played Saturday, Sunday. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was Saturday, yeah. Sunday. And then, and, uh, yeah, you're right. The sorry. week's going yeah. by quickly. The week's going by Holy quickly shit. because you're yeah, thinking yeah, Chicago. So, yeah. Exactly. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah, I, thought so I, was, I thought I had memory That was back to back. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. no. Uh, yeah. Is it just? Uh, is there something cool knowing that McDavid cannot play well against the Canadians? No, there's some games where he scores five and four goals against us. No, when when was the last time he did that? Okay, maybe twenty twenty one, maybe. Okay, no, that's not true. Well, this year against uh, when when the Canadians played in Edmonton, I think I think he ended up putting up a couple of points. But every time McDavid comes to Montreal, for some reason he can't perform. At the Bell Center. Yes. No, no, at fucking Verdun uh, Colise. Because uh, I'll tell you a fun <laughs> Easy fact. Easy about Verdun, no. <laughs> I'll tell you a, a fun fact. Since, you're going to hate me, Sammy, but Let's go. Since, Let's since McDavid's been playing against the Canadians, yeah. in eight games, he has 29 points. Against the Canadians. Wait, no, sorry. Um, maybe in the, maybe maybe in the league. Four, yeah. four five. Uh, no, sorry. In 23 games, he has... He has 29 points, so it's almost a point. It's a point, per, point one per game. It's insane. Yeah. Against the Canadians, or are you talking about uh, just against the, the Canadians? Against the Canadians. Oh, okay. In 29 uh, games. 29. He has how many? How many points? Sorry. He has 23. In, you said. In 23 That's, games, he has mm-hmm. eight goals and 21 assists. Okay. Okay. Whatever. It's not bad, it's, man. It's, 23 no, games. It's not bad. It's good, but he still cannot, for some reason, like. You could tell he was frustrated too. That that uh, that game, a couple of times he's cross checking guys here and there. He like he was yeah. frustrated. So yeah, no. And the uh, last game before last, he had four points against the Habs, which is December third. So yeah, that's it. I remember, <laughs> I remember Jack Jack I, Jack I scored a goal on the power play. Yes, I remember that one. Yeah, fine. Yeah. But I'm talking about mostly, but like in general, when he does, dude, uh, I think the, it's the Bell Center. I think so too. Oh, maybe. Maybe maybe that's it, but they were uh, booing him so hard. Yeah, but that's okay. Yeah. No, but that you know, it gets on your back. You should never it's like a monkey you on your back, rid- man. You should never ridicule a man for performance issues. It's it's perfectly normal. Sometimes it happens. <laughs> Can't get it done. I'm not gonna speak on behalf of us. So. I see, I I'm see gonna, Sammy's brain. I see it it's, circling. It's, 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 it's fucking. Go. It's ready to go. But I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get our asses in trouble. But um, it's all good. Uh, obviously, though, that game came with a price. Though uh, we lost Arbor Jack. Yep. Uh, he's out indefinitely, and you saw right away when he was skating off. He's like, like. His Is arm. there any? Okay, so so it's upper. Um, it's his hand. Uh, uh, it's a, I'm for sure for sure it's a shoulder. Oh, shoulder. Fuck yeah. Man. Yeah, because yeah. when he skated off, he 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 was like his arm looked like a limp. Th- Never mind. But he started pointing 
at it. Oh yeah. So yeah. So he's, like, you he's say, gone like, a month or so. Minimal. He's out. He's out indefinitely. So it's gonna be a while. What I find so frustrating about that is this guy. This guy has been fighting everybody. Like the amount of at a certain point. Don't get me wrong. We're all we're all enjoying watching him fight, especially the the result ninety percent of the time. But holy crap! Like how taxing on the body is that? Oh, like it sure. was bound to happen at a certain point. It was it was actually surprising that he made it this far without getting injured. Well, I mean, he's lucky he's only 21, 22. Mm-hmm. So, Which means he'll also heal faster. For now, yeah. And uh, how, how much could the body take of it? Yeah, for sure. I think for now in his young age, well, his young career, it's okay. He could endure it. The thing yeah. is, though, it's one of those fights where I don't think it didn't look like he was searching for it. At least so I don't that think. That guy, Dearnay, the, the giant version of Dearnay, just... Came I, out think, of, like, I think he, I think he was, he was playing the one that, that game. Yeah, yeah was, the, the, the only reason why he was him. playing. Yeah. It's the only reason why he was freaking playing in that game. Otherwise, he has no business being there. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's what six that. five, six six. He's a big yeah, motherfucker, he's a that monster. Guy. So it's and and I think I think after this injury, I think Jack I now he's gonna he's going to learn, you know, Marty, Marty said it himself. He's like, yeah, he, he's going to learn when's the right time to fight. When isn't, you know, it's, that's, it's part of the learning process, but hopefully he's not, but, but do you really see Arbor Jack? backing down from a fight. No, no, for sure. Not, you know, you know what I mean? Why, so, why would you back down if it's like that, but searching it, maybe he's going to, he might modify his game as he progresses in his career. Hopefully like maybe next year is not going to be that, not goon type player, but he's he might not go for fights, especially especially if he has to be on the ice for certain situations. If yeah, he's like, gonna like, get injured, yeah, he's, not gonna, the, he's not gonna be there, and there'll be another well, defenseman that's gonna come up and take his spot. Well, there's that. It's not just it's not just getting injured, but like if you know that you're needed out there for a penalty kill or or God God knows, maybe even a power play like he's been used this year. I, dude, I seriously see him. As a, or is going to be a really good playoff type player. I have a feeling. Dude, he had, uh, oh like, right? When, like, when see we, the way he plays. When when we when we make it to the playoffs, like yeah, yeah he's gonna be a big part. So oh he, he needs to watch. He's gonna be intim- He's gonna be intimidating. He already yeah. is, but he's gonna yeah. be even more intimidating come playoff time. And you're gonna need you're gonna need players like him. You need you need players like him. So so yeah. that, that I think yeah. You absolutely need players like him. One thing, I don't think he's going to be injury prone, but I'm hoping you're talking about Zook, you're talking about his game and how it develops. Yeah. And Sam, you're mentioning picking his spots. I think he's got to utilize maybe just the natural emotion that runs through a game. Let the frustration kind of boil over and build up. And that way, like, I just want to analyze that last fight a little bit. He's fighting a, a fourth line guy who has no business being there. You let the emotion, the, the tension build up. And by that time, by let's say the end of the second period, the beginning of the third period, you know, when you still have a little bit of room to get penalized, miss five minutes of the game, there can be a fight there. But by that point in time, more important than anything, you have, let's say, maybe not a star player, but you have a more significant player, like let's say Evander Kane stepping up to the plate to have that fight because he just can't take like they can't take it anymore he's mm-hmm. he's that pissed off and, and in a certain sense you know the trade-off at least would mm-hmm. be more advantageous so i think you know sammy mentioning that he's got to pick maybe his moments a little better i'm 
I'm not hoping that he's going to turn into a guy who's going to say no more often. I just hope he prolongs that and it it affects the game because having people scared of coming into the zone, having people scared of going into the corner would play Better. so much more into the Canadians' advantage for so much longer in a game. Anyway, for sure, for I sure. My but, piece. but if that whole that whole uh, incident, the way it happened was because him him and and Evander Kane were going at it. Kane. So absolutely, and 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 if you look at it, Dejanet did his job. He, in a sense, protected his star player. In a sense, uh, you know, let's not make David or Drysital, but let's be honest. I think Evander Kane is the third best player, is the number three on that team, and they did his job because I think I think Jacki was. I don't think Jacki was going to go up to him and fight. I don't think he was going to go there to fight Evander Kane, but he was definitely going to get in his face, and I think that's when Dejanet jumped in. It was like. Who knows what's on the ice? Let's go, me and you. Let's settle this right now, me and you. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, now then look what happened. Now he's out. He's out indefinitely. So, mm-hmm. um, I get I get what you're saying, Chris. Uh, you got to be careful with letting it build because sometimes that can lead to stupid mistakes or but careless mistakes. So, but that's what exactly what I mean. You take a player who's you know a little bit reckless, like Evander Kane, you throw him off his game, you get him pissed off. Maybe he takes a bad penalty, uh, you know, just because you've, I, I know what you're saying. Okay. Like, like being like you an agitator. It, you mean? Exactly. Like agitate them a little bit more and settle the score a little bit later on, because you can throw guys like Evander Kane who are important pieces for, let's say their respective teams. Just let it sink in let it boil over naturally rather than having to get it out of the way right right away yeah, obviously it's going to happen but uh i, I think I, jack i could have an impact being a little bit more patient with this fight i just i just hate seeing another one of our fucking rookies out mm-hmm. for the remainder of the season like the only one that's left is yeah the only one the only one that's left is jordan harris who's been amazing as of late and it's bad not not only because we want to see them play but it's for their fucking development I I, yeah, I hope it doesn't really slow them down because they were on a really high, you know, trend. Yeah, of course they were. Oh my god, Kading, learning so, curve. Kading, now with their injury, like even Kading, not. Yeah, Gooley. Yeah, yeah, exactly, man. I was say Gooley and also what's his name Caulfield. In my opinion, too. He's, he's, he's he lost a lot of Slavkovsky. You know, it's it's yeah, yeah I, it's just it's fucking like and we're we're seriously plagued with this with with injuries. Like it's unreal with this fucking team. And I, I, I'm not going to be jumping on this topic again, but I I think Kent Hughes is really going to take a look at the medical staff. I know we mentioned this before. I'm going to say it again, and I think he's going to make some changes in that department. Yeah. But Caden um, Gooley is starting to skate, which is, in a sense, good news. Is he going to be back before the end of the season? I hope so. Maybe get a couple of reps in there. Hmm. Um, I hope so. Yeah, that, yeah, that could definitely. Uh, hey, Jordan, out. Jordan Harris, though, like, wow, this kid's really stepping it up lately. You know, yeah, gets that, he's been solid all year, dude. Like, he I, ha- he, he I has been, nothing but now, bad to say about him. No, but, but, but it seems like ever since he got that contract extension, it's like, okay, let me show you my offensive game now. Fucking right, that's Fucking true. Scores, scores what? Uh, he scored three goals in like two games, something like that. Two games against, <sighs> uh, two games against, um, which we call it, uh, Edmonton. Edmonton, yeah, uh, yeah. And if you look at the, recently, the defensemen are really, really picking up the slack on on at least on the score sheet. <laughs> they really want to be traded. 
<laughs> well, mm. well, well. <laughs> I don't know if they're the ones I want to be traded, but I'm going to mention a couple of players oh, later. Okay. But, um, well, look, I, I was I was at the game uh, Tuesday night against uh, Chicago. Uh, it was honestly, it was a weird game in a sense that it's it's first of all, you, you're there, you're playing against you know the last place team basically. You know, I, I I expected the guys to come out, the boys to come out strong. They didn't. You know, they were they were still showing that they're a bit of the better team, but they were trying to be too fancy. They couldn't connect their passes. They they couldn't get into the offensive zone that much. You know, the first period was was not bad. The second period was meh. like at one point you're like, listen, if if something happens, Chicago's gonna tie it up and maybe even take the lead. But then the third period came around, then the boys, you know, they 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 put into gear and then they really dominate the third period. But man, I feel so bad for Patrick Kane. I really do. He looks like he looks lost out there. He looks like he doesn't know what to do anymore. And it's sad to see because at one point this player was the you know, he, he was one of the best players in the world. And you look at this team, like what what they were like a decade. They were one of the they were probably the best team, one of the best teams in hockey, almost a dynasty. Yep. Winning 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 three cups out of like like, like the in, in in what like five, six years. They were yeah. awesome, you know. Like, man, when they had when you think of like Jonathan Taves, Patrick Cade, uh Marion Holsa, Patrick Sharp, you think Duncan Keys, Brent Seabrook, Corey Crawford and that. Like fuck, there's a reason why they won those cups. And now Talk you look about them, culture, eh? You look at them now, man. Wow, what a fucking disaster. What a disaster. Yeah. Anyways, but um every team has its wave. Well, it has their like if anything, they're they're going back to where they used to be at the early two thousands. They were just shit bottom of the barrel. You know they, what though? Yep. Chicago had the opportunity. You're talking about going to the bottom of the barrel. They had the opportunity to make a smooth transition to really, I know it's hard and it's easier said than done. And some people would still want to see Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taze play the rest of their days with the Chicago Blackhawks, especially after the success that they brought them single-handedly practically along with the other four key players that really made them consistent and perennial winners, but, or contenders, but more than anything, they did not, you know, they really mismanaged when the team started to go downhill, when their stars started to get older, they hung on to them until they were worthless. And kind of like us, you think you think about, and, and I really want to mention this, we talked about the year that Koivu, Kovalev, Komisarik, uh, mm-hmm. uh, all like all these guys that would have been first-round picks, first-round picks, first-round picks, we could have rebuilt our whole team kind of like Chicago could have probably even rebuilt better than we could have, if they would have traded these guys instead, they hung on to them too long. They're going to lose them for next to nothing or like us lose them for nothing. And then you have several years where you're going through like the dark ages where you're just losing everything and nothing good is coming their way. So it's a shame what's happening to Chicago, but it just that's mismanagement 101 in my books. Yeah, there's that. The, you trade away your third overall pick of Kirby Doc. Look what he's becoming yeah. now for the Montreal Canadiens. 
you know, you get rid of the Brinkett, your 30, your 30 goal score, 40 goal score. They, 40. they, they, they literally, I, I, and, and I think the whole, uh, the whole scandal with, uh, with Kyle, uh, my God, the Beach. Sorry, Kyle Beach. Yeah. I think that, that definitely didn't help, um, the team at all. And, you know, the, it, it, it's, it's, no, but I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's, uh, it's I mean, tough, Patrick actually. Kane, let's let's be honest, Patrick Kane still has a freaking huge value on the market, but Jonathan Taves is actually a problem to trade away with his contract. Think about that. Yeah, but they they'll they'll, they'll still they'll still be able to. I think they're gonna retain as much as they can for for the teams. Um one thing I do know is that Taves and Kane pay their dues to the city of Chicago. They did what they oh, had to do time. ever since they've been drafted. And the best, the, well, not the best part of this. The funniest thing is that I ended up seeing Taves and Kane play their first game at the Bell Center with the Blackhawks way back in like 2007, 2008, I believe, is that season. And it's funny how like I might have seen his last game was at the Bell Center as a Chicago Blackhawk. So oh, it's true you went. That's uh, crazy. So yeah, I, I, I had pretty interesting fact. Uh, fun fact. I, I had fucking wicked seats, so I have to say it was. Dead, dead middle. I now, how know. was Marty, dude? You saw Marty, both coaches actually, right? Dude, like, they're right in front of you. M- m- oh my god, Marty! Every time a player made, he loses it. Yeah, like you know, uh, um, a a careless, well, not a careless play, but like he made a wrong decision when it came to a passing play. Man, you would hear no, and you just see yeah. Marty's head like all the way up, and then just like. Fuck! It starts sulking. Like there was so many times, that, and I'm trying to, and I'm telling my dad, I'm like, pay attention to it. Like every, like, <laughs> no, no. So here's the thing: there's there's a thing about mistakes, but then there's a thing where it's like you're looking at the wrong play, but you go for it anyways. That's what Mar. That's what upsets Marty. Interesting. That that's what it is. And I, and I noticed yesterday, like there's. On both sides, like the, 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 Chicago is just right. Look, we all agree they're they're terrible this year. But I'm looking at obviously, you know, I eyesight level is different compared to like practically helicopter view. You see a lot more of the ice. I get that, but there's a couple of times where I'm like, you would think the guy at the point is open. Okay, he's gonna pass it to him because he because it's no. What he does instead, he passes back um, <sighs> along the boards. To go behind the net, but there's a Chicago defenseman right there instead, or there's a Chicago player. Like I'm, I'm shooting a random example here. It's like, ah, you know, yep. Part, yep. part of me yesterday, as we're watching this, I'm there thinking, like, thank God this is Chicago. Yeah, for sure. Because if this was any other team, if this was one of the top teams in the league, I think the Canadians would have gotten destroyed. Yes, he would have been lit up. I think so too. Third period came along, and the Canadians were like, okay, no, fuck it, like. We yeah. got this now, and they did. And look, I got to give credit to a particular player that we're not very fond Stop. of. Stop. You know don't, where I'm going. Don't, this don't do it. Don't I will it. do it. Dude, Jonathan Drouin deserves some kind of credit. You he's 0 give... and 18. Like, wow. That's uh, that's what credit. What do you mean he's 0 and 18? He has 0 goals and 18 assists. Wow. Yes, I know. But, but 11 of those Whatever. assists came in his last 12 games. Okay. All right. You want to break it down? He's got five points in two games or five assists. I don't want to say points because he doesn't have any goals. And I get He's what minus you're saying. 11. What? <laughs> but, 
Okay, look. <laughs> okay, listen. The fact that we're talking about the game versus Chicago, he came. He played well. Like he was. I have to say, he was a playmaking machine yesterday, and that's what he's been his whole career. Whenever he decides wait, that he wants to play. But wait, Sammy. Do you notice? Wait. Yes, you're right about that. But mm-hmm. he also had at one point in his arsenal or weaponry, he had a wicked wrist shot. Where has he? Where has that happened? Dude, where he, has that gone? Dude, it it's never left. The thing is, he's got to realize that he has it. Dude, I you look at Drouin play. There's times where you would think he has a straight line towards the net. If he would just, you know, I understand he's not a Josh Anderson. Josh Anderson, it's head down, and I'm just going to fucking bulldoze to the net. I understand that because there's times where, like, if Drouin really skate towards the net, he could get there, probably have a good shot. Every time Drouin has the puck, if you look at him play, what is he doing? He's controlling it, and he's looking everywhere to see who he could pass it to first. So this is my take, Sammy. So mm-hmm. I think the, the way the game ha- has evolved left him in the dust with his natural Maybe. style of game. Okay, So now he has to resort to you know body movements, faking here and there, nice little quick passes, right, to, to get the puck into the offensive zone. He's not the type of player he can't with his size or maybe his injury caused this, but like he he can't get you know skate into those zones where he could get in in a clear shot to, to, to use his wrist shot anymore. He's not I haven't seen it must be what years like two two years at least that I've noticed that with his game. It's 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 three seasons he hasn't have above 10 goals and he's got the capability of doing so, so and that's but... when the game so I think the way that the game is it's favoring that Josh Anderson style size and weight playing, which if we get a decent draft pick this year, Fantilli would be the perfect, in my opinion, forecast of how the game is going. He's going to mm-hmm. thrive in the long run. Same, same with fucking Slavkovsky, man. I'm telling you, he may oh, be... look at look at look at Kirby Doc. Look what he's doing. With Kirby Doc. Team. There you go. Exactly. And it's the game is changing. Since okay, but what but, but what does that mean for a guy like Cole Caulfield now? Caulfield, he's going to have the benefit of having Nick Suzuki on his line. So that IQ will bring Caulfield in, into the right areas with his yeah. shot. He, he has a shot. If he loses mm-hmm. his shot, he's fucked. Okay. He's <laughs> not going to be like Jordan any worse. Zook, <laughs> Zook, what you said, what you said about uh, Drouin in particular, I love, like, I really want to go back because especially the fact that those two played together, you have McKinnon and you had Drew White. Some people were saying that Drew White might've even uh, been qualified, better. would have been yeah. better to go ahead go. of McKinnon. Now the difference is when these guys are playing in the juniors, Jonathan Drew could have his head down and he could, he could do whatever the hell he wanted yeah. without consequence. Mm-hmm. I truly believe in my heart, Jonathan Drew got absolutely killed many times. <laughs> well, that, he got too many injuries. You talk yeah. about him looking around. I don't think he's looking around only to find other players. <laughs> I think he's looking around scared that he's going to get absolutely battered. Well, now, when you hit, talk about yeah. Cole Caulfield, when you're talking about Cole Caulfield and whatever, I find he's just got – he. it was a part of his game for so long. This kid yeah. was always small. He had to literally develop his – like a sixth sense of, okay, I'm in a risky position – I might get absolutely but, destroyed. But Chris, I have to be aware. Nailed it. He's Drouin in position. Yeah, Drouin never had to deal with that until he got to the NHL. So I think that was the biggest thing. That was the biggest difference. Drouin never had to really protect himself. And now that he's gotten, like, I'm sorry to say, he's gotten some really bad hits that really hurt him badly. Well, well the, the hit, 
the hit that he got by Ovechkin, like he hasn't been the same but ever not since. Not only that, though. Yeah. But His how wrist. is it? There's that too. How he got a is, huge wrist injury, dude. How how is it that? Oh, Chicago just scored. Sorry, I have the Toronto versus Chicago games. Let's go Blackhawks. Was it three one? Three two now. So oh. no, but how is it that? That threw away in in Tampa Bay. He was able to score twenty goals. But that's he didn't get the, he didn't get the shit knocked out of him. The first time he got the shit knocked out of him, it was in the playoffs against the Islanders. We've had this go. discussion before. There you go. He had that, and I swear to God, since then, he's never been the same player. He truly so think, and never has. Do you think? Do you think he's probably had a serious injury that they never? Disclosed like a concussion. I think he's scared. Be, I don't man. think it's a concussion. I don't think it's Dude, injuries I think, necessarily. I think I think, concu- I think concussions ruin players a lot more than we 100%. think. Did you see? Uh, I I spoke about that. I, yeah, I you did. Yes. So, uh, did what's, his, what's his name? Uh, fuck. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know from Quebec. Uh, not the Alme. Fuck him too. No, him but this too. guy. What was his name? He, he was pretty good, man. Uh, anyways. Yeah, it's oh my god, I'm the drawing kid, a memory man. He was in his early yeah, yeah, 20s yeah, yeah, and yeah, it yeah. ruined, it, ruined uh... him. And he still has fucking con- he still feels the effects of that concussion, mm-hmm. man. It's oh, yeah, I, I, Mikhail Bornival. Yeah, that's it. Bornival, yeah. right. So he still fucking wakes up with like uh with headaches and things. Yeah. And that guy played to he lied, you know. Speaking about firing your medical staff, he he lied to the to the medical staff saying well, yeah, he was fine he to play because he didn't want to lose his spot. Well, so exactly. he was fucking playing full on practice with like he couldn't even see at some points. Yeah, he's like, but listen, I I I I, I I truly truly believe a lot of these players. If you ask, like, what happened to them? Oh, they might be injured. Yeah, dude, I'm. I'm telling okay, you, but I think I think concussions slow down players a lot okay. more than we think. Fucking Crosby, though. Why didn't it stop Crosby? That guy is one concussion away from fucking because being a child. I, 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 like, <laughs> I said the kid for, for, for life. Okay, but, but like because you're you're comparing a generational talented player to <laughs> but also hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Didn't Crosby take a full year off of hockey? Did and, and uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he took a full, full year? dude. He he missed he missed at least. So if you were to compare him to when he started uh, with Ovechkin, Ovechkin has easily over 200 games. Oh, fuck. So, But that's why I'm jumping on it and I'm saying I don't believe it comes down to simple injury. The difference is you look at a guy like Crosby who has had some brutal injuries. He took that year off. He had multiple stretches. The difference is when that guy came back fucking tough as nails up here. I definitely think injury plays into it. You cannot play the same way. You have to be a little yeah. bit more aware. Yeah. But I think deep down, there is a certain fear. Jonathan Drouin is going on a rush. He's got his head on a swivel. He's slowing down without even knowing it because he's scared. And he might not even know it himself. And it's not a criticism. Like getting hit uh, by I a 220 pound so. man at 30 kilometers is fucking brutal. And it changes you. I, I I tend to agree with that actually. I think I think it does. You'll you'll never hear a player admit I'm scared to go in the corners, but you could see it in his game, and I I tend to believe that. Did you notice how many times he got close to the net? Where do you think he makes his plays? Like he stops at that area. He stops like yeah, he could it, 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 ten feet from the blue line is the deepest he gets. And 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 <laughs> and you know what? It's true though. What it's you guys up. are. What you guys are saying it's that maybe it's time that we all realize that for sure. that that this is this is who Jonathan Drouin is not because for lack of talent or lack of skill or or heart if you will 
but simply because he has to just readjust his game. And in doing so, it 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 messes with his train of thought on how yeah. and, and and where to go on the ice and not to be afraid. I I I think and, I think we're all on to something here. And and I do want to go the like the extra mile to say it's it's not a knock on the guy. Like he no, has a life not, to live. He's, he's got another yeah, he's a father years too. ahead of him. Protect yourself. And you know, if there is a little fear again, it's normal. It's okay. Some people are, I want to say we say tougher, but maybe a little bit crazier. Yeah. Maybe some people are willing to sacrifice a little bit more. And I have no objection to Jonathan Drouin, you know, unfortunately not being able to perform as well as he can because he's looking out for himself in the long run. So mm-hmm. Just to specify, I don't want to shit on him. No, shit no, no. The, like it's, 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 and I, I totally, totally agree with that. This is, we have to accept who he is for the rest of his contract, or I don't know. Since he's been kind of putting up points lately, somebody like Armia has been putting up points lately. Trade, you know? Do they? Do they? Well, that's <laughs> it. Do they? Do they up their trade stock? Like there you go. Is like we're always talking about, you know. I think Josh Anderson, his stock either has remained the same or gone higher. Yeah, but we know that. You know what? Kent Hughes, how he thinks about. No, we Anderson. know. We know that. But, but like, but do you think now with like Armia performing, the uh, way performing, trade Armia, the Vorak, the Vorak too. Hoffman's been putting up points. Dandenau's been putting up points. Those are all you gone, know. dude. They're all gone within the next year. Well, they're gonna be. We need gone. a Zook. We need a Zook trade button. Trade are gone. Trade. You know, we need. No. Like, you know, you know, like how Craig Button has his own trade session. We need a zoo. Okay, but but what in all honestly, Armia's contract him. is very, is very, is very easy to, very easy to trade. Yeah, but it's still another two, three years left on yeah, it. Yeah, it's like not over much. Three million. Bye. Yeah, it's it's not like fucking. Um, we got the Vorax know, still another, or, another three million. Or Vorak. Yeah. So I don't know. Do you do you think do you think Mike Hoffman's stock has gone up? Do you think? I, I think uh, so too. He, he's had a great second half of the season. Ish. Find. Yeah. But you. No, he's always there. At, yeah. You you were at the game yesterday, Sammy. Yeah. Please. Did he not? Did Hoffman not have a huge jump in his step? Because obviously you get to see yeah. maybe while he's off camera, while the camera's not centered on him. But I found that he was flying yesterday. Like I think this guy has maybe little whispers hearing. You might be traded. Look, I, I mean, the guy, God, the guy is just taking off. The guy, the guy, the guy could skate well, but sometimes his positioning of like yeah. his decision making, I'm always like, what do you? What yeah, that is a good here, shot. Here, here, yeah, he's got a fantastic oh, shot. Great. Oh fuck! Yeah. On the power play, he hurt. Uh, I forgot who on Chicago blocked his shot right off the arm, and you think like, oh my, that arm is broken. Oh, fuck. But us, it would be. Here, here, here's what I'm thinking, and I've mentioned this before. So like I. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if like guys like like Dwayne Hoffman, Dvorak, Armia. I'm going to mention those four if they stay with the Habs. But I won't be shocked if Kentu somehow fucking pulls a rabbit out of the hat and trades them. The only way I see Hoffman going, Dwayne going, and Dadanov. I'm I don't I don't think Dvorak is gone because of his contract. I don't think Armia is gone because he's still a great fourth liner in my opinion third fourth liner that big body he's he's still he, he still brings something to the team i believe the only way i see them going chris i don't know what the fuck you're laughing for you idiot but anyways i, I have i have my fucking answer to your question already lined up but continue continue no, and it's, I'll, I'll I, I, I really i really think is come maybe less than a week before the trade deadline if there's a team that has a player that is injured 
and will be out until the playoffs start. And somebody that can bring something to their power play, that's the only way I see those guys being moved. Hmm. Otherwise, I don't think there's I don't think there's a demand for for them. I think it's up to Cantus to make phone calls and be like, hey, look, lately so and so's been putting up points. Lately, so and so look, if ever you need something, you're not gonna get if you get anything above a third round pick, I'll be, yeah, I'll be fucking shocked. Like I'll be, I'll be happy, actually. Not shocked, I'll be happy. But I don't think these guys are I don't think they're going anywhere, to be to be honest with you. We want to hear it. Sure. Okay, so I, I agree. I agree with what you said, but I, I I'll go a step further. The, the only way that this becomes a realistic possibility that these guys get trade traded is Kent Hughes hosts the GM convention <laughs> here in Montreal, gets every one of them <laughs> smashed and brings them to Shaperay and trades them while they're in a in another mental nice. state because otherwise Compromise those guys them. are not going anywhere. Yeah, so you, got, so, so you got a stripper all up in his face and he's there. So we have a deal? Oh, yeah, man, we got a deal. <laughs> Damn it. Well, Gary Bettman's got to be there to approve or whoever's approving the trades. Like, oh, okay, my trade God. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Those strippers are going to put them in their G-string pocket or something. I don't know. But anyways, all that to say is... <laughs> but <laughs> I'm not editing that. Um, Never. No, I, I don't know. I, I think... I think Monaghan and Edmondson are good to go. I just don't think they're putting them in the lineup just yet. Mm, okay. That's my that's my feeling. But now the latest is Sean Monaghan is uh, following the team on the road trip. They're heading to Carolina on Thursday, then Toronto, I believe, on Saturday. Monaghan is joining the team. Doesn't mean he's going to play, but he's he's with them. He's going to learn. Going to learn mental games. Kent Hughes mm. mental games right there to kind of hint at teams like, hey, our boys yeah. ready to go. They're exactly. ready to give some offers. Exactly. But the one guy too, I think Edmondson is, I'll be honest with you, at this point in time, I think Edmondson is gone. Uh, especially so more, more talks with the LA Kings. The one that's really, I think, the potential trade of the day for the Montreal Canadiens. And again, I'm going to re uh, like restate the fact that I hope it doesn't happen. Josh Anderson, the way he's been playing lately, oh, please, his value is never going to be higher than this. It's you a freaking him? heartbreaking decision. Okay, so you're saying his, yes, value will, his value will never be higher than this. This guy's going to get a top-end prospect and a first-round pick if we trade him at this point in time, especially I, over the past few games. You, you think we're do you, the, I agree with you. That's what his worth is right now. Do you think that's what other GMs are going to offer? No, nope. I okay, I think certain GMs might offer. Look, it's a very competitive market going into the deadline, and I want to I want to ask you guys, non emotionally, mm-hmm. the way Josh Anderson plays, can he? Is it sustainable? Is it sustainable or reasonable to think that he's going to have a long and healthy career, or is he going to be no. injured towards the back end? Like it's a long contract. It's uh, a freaking long contract. I think I think he's also a lot more. I think he's aware of that. And I think he's going to be careful in some sense without jeopardizing his health. Hmm, okay. I'm getting that feeling. I hope so because I hope so because he ever since that 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 surgery he hasn't been injured much. I'm not saying he hasn't been injured at all, but I was expecting him to be a lot more injured than what we've seen. Okay. So and no. his contract comes to an end when he's what 31, 32. Four? No, wasn't it? Because he's 29 now. It's is it not like 34? That he, so stand by. I'm gonna go to the yeah. popular cap friendly 
websites. Um, while you do that, I'm just again gonna yeah, yeah. gonna restate like I really hope he doesn't get traded. But if I'm just looking at it as a non-emotional, I love the freaking player. Like if I were to buy a jersey, he could very well be one of the well maybe after a few players. But he's he's an awesome player. I love him wearing the yeah. A right now. I think he deserves that. I think he would be one of the key veterans. To, to help with the young players, but holy yeah. crap, his, man. His contract ends in 2027. He's going to be 32 by that time. Okay, 32. But yeah, yeah at a non, non-emotional standpoint, again, his value is never going to be high I, at that I age. See, I see what you're saying, and I agree with you, but I think Kent Hughes is asking for the fucking King's ransom on this one. And I don't know if, if he gets have, it. But dude, done. if... if if jo- if this was Josh Anderson's last year on his contract, yeah, absolutely. The fact that he's got another four years at four point five—that's that's the problem. That's the pro- That's the only reason why GMs are not going to probably give all of that for him. But but you said it, and I'm going to restate it without smacking my hands. If they offer King's ransom, you take it. You take it well, and run. Of you, you course, he loss. says it unless 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 the offer know, is though. too good to refuse. Of course. Of course, Kent Hughes is going to do it. Absolutely. I don't know, man, because I'll tell you why he he could attract all that all that stuff. There's not many players like him. He's a rare absolutely. breed in a sense, right? So, so, so Kent Hughes is allowed to ask for a first round for this year. Of course, you know he can I mean? ask for. Absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. Oh he, he's minimum first round for this year. The problem is teams know that this draft is fucking is is deep. So why would they get rid of you know an opportunity? For because this guy can help them a win young the player cup. to come in to be a, they like, can help like, them win the cup. Yeah, he can help them win the cup. Like, it, that's, it, but that's it's a why. fine balance, right? Managers or management doesn't want to make that same mistake like Chicago did, where they, they you know, yeah, but Chicago they, won their cup, so it's okay. They right, won their but, cups. Because yeah. imagine, imagine if Chicago with all it's the players they, they had, they didn't win a single tough, fucking Sammy. thing. It's tough. It's tough because I'll tell you why. Chicago didn't have what what the salary cap situation is now with inflation and all this shit. They were in a time where no, teams were less worried about spending because, contracts. No, now because they were properly are, managed. Zook. Well, that too. But, Zook, that too. But go look at every single cent. I'm going to repeat. No, right. This. But every, there's a lot more going well, against teams now than in 2010. Well, no, it's because some of these GMs are offering contracts like you're offering fucking free candy <laughs> at Halloween. If yeah, you too. look, like even when Washington won, Ovechkin was not making over ten million dollars. That's insane. It th- th- he wasn't. Crosby wasn't making over ten million dollars. Not even was Malkin. Malkin was making more than Crosby. Taves and Kane, Seabrook and Keith were not making over ten million. I'm telling you, I understand. Even with the salary cap going up, fine. Eventually, in a couple of years, there's gonna be a lot more leeway. But yeah. why do you think Toronto can't fucking win a first round play? Because they have four guys getting over, um, except for Nylander, three guys before. Or, or they have shit fans. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Fuck them. But my point is that they don't have enough money to get themselves a big defense, a, a, right. a big name defenseman. They don't have enough money to get themselves a fucking great goalie. They don't. That's why they keep fucking losing. Right. You know, even when the Kings won, them too, nobody was above $10 million. There I don't think Kopitar was. I don't think Dustin Brown was. When Jeff Carter, Mike Richards was there, Drew Doughty, I don't think so. I don't wow. think Jonathan Quick was getting over $10 million either. That's it. You got to balance it out, man. You can't. You, you can't do got to have... balance it out. And this, and this, and, and again, this comes down to like, I, I'm going to add in the topic of Cole Caulfield's contract, but this is why, like, you can't pay this kid over $8 million, $9 million. No. It's going to hurt somewhere. It's going to hurt somebody somewhere down the line. 
It's gonna you you might you might lose a guy like Caden Gooley afterwards because of that. You might lose if Slavkowski becomes the player we yeah, all hope. Yeah. Like, oh my God! He might, if he if he's gone because of that. Yeah. So, so all that to say is like Chris, totally agree what you're saying. Everything you're saying is absolutely correct, and Kent Hughes knows that. And and I think the part of me, I think that's why he he says, "Oh no, I'm not going to trade him unless the offer is good to refuse." I think it's just him. Fucking... But he's also exactly he's playing poker, dude. Like yeah, absolutely. And he's a fucking lawyer, so like he's not a a chump. And dude, ex fucking NHLer that but, failed, and you know, listen. But he let's knows say... how to manage. He's educated. <laughs> but let's say they do. Let's say they do keep Josh Anderson. Is this is it really a bad thing? No, it's not because he's still young and he could piece in to what our, our he's in his prime now. Right now, no, no, right but, now he's but in he slots prime. in though, Sammy, with what's coming with with he's, he fits in. But I also area. think he fits he's a leadership in that, guy. You know, I think he fits in the culture they're trying to build. Exactly, perfectly. exactly, exactly. I will go as far as saying that that's your Brendan Gallagher leadership there, replacement. Right there, you go. Yeah, 100%. I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, if 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 there's anybody to replace that role. Both as leadership, as effort on the ice. Yeah, yeah. I think I think you could put Josh Anderson's name in there. Yeah, and I, I I know everybody's freaking out over Raphael Harvey Pinard, but I I and I, I admire the kid's effort and the work ethic he's been putting yeah, in as of no, late. I don't wrong. think I don't think he's going to replace Brendan Gallagher for. In I I want to ask you something though. On yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up his name. I thought we were going to bring it up before, but we didn't. But what's your take on? Is he staying in Montreal Canadian within yeah. the long, like long term for the for, for the rest for the rest of the season? Yeah, and I really no 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 not only this for, season. Hold on, hold on, injured, hold on. Like, yeah, I'm going to say because he's also playing for a contract, huh? Okay, yeah, and right. Because he's not I, signed and yet. And I really he's gonna he's he's a still a restricted free agent with okay. uh, the option of arbitration. Okay, if I believe. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna he's gonna fight for a third uh, a third line or even a fourth line spot. He's gonna right now it. he's on the top line with Suzuki and Anderson just because of there's injuries. Because otherwise, he would never be there. But he also deserves that opportunity. He really does. Like you got to give the kid credit. I think he could though. I think all those okay. years in Laval. That's what I want to say. Yeah, is was perfect for the kid. Another player who. Going to Laval at the beginning of the season was probably the best thing for his development. Justin Barrett. Justin B. Justino. Absolutely. Man, his confidence, eh? You 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 mm-hmm. you could like see it. You can see it with his skating. And uh yeah, no, he's like he's just solid in the back end. He, uh, I don't know, man. It's as if I was looking at Petrie like almost. Like remember those days oh. where Petrie had like had he was at that back end and he shot and it, it's somewhat how went through and scores. That's fucking barren. Maybe he's better defensively too than Petrie. <laughs> uh, uh, or I, I, he's very similar actually, but yeah. I th- I, th- I think Justin Barron still has a bit of work on his defensive game. But his skating though is, is he's 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 a very good skater. Fuck, the kid man. could shoot. He's got a good yes, wrist. I mean, wrister. look, look. At one point in the minors, he was um I think it was the defenseman with the most goals on the power play. There you go. So and he then he was Slayer, man. He was selected to go to the All Star game too, the American yeah. League All Star game, but he was up with the Canadians, so they sent uh, Alex Belzil instead. Hmm. Like you know, I'm the first guy to admit I thought this year, this season, I'm like, uh, I don't know about Justin Barron. He's he's proven he's going to make it man. next year. He's going to make it next year. Yeah, time. if if he if I he so. you know if he keeps up the work ethic and he puts the effort there. 
Yeah, I think so. I he's, feel it. He's, 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 a, he's, he's, He's been playing well, man. He's yeah, I, and he know, has I'll, the I'll, size. He has the size. Yeah, but like, yeah, but the, the, he's not going to use his size. No. to play the game. That's not his game. But he has it, and that he, helps. He could if he wants, but I mean that he's he's got more of that the off the offensive. Uh, yeah, but, but even if he doesn't use his size, the fact that the size is there when when he's on the ice, it still <laughs> affects the players who are coming in the zone, right? Or when the puck is cycling, it's always best to have a, a, a big he guy back. He, he could have there. had he could have had a second goal against Chicago. Like oh, yeah, yeah. He was, they fed him a beautiful pass. He was in the slot, and it's just it's one of those things where he like he could have been at four goals already, five you, goals. You look up, you look up, you want to shoot, you have your target, and then the puck just fucking slides off your, your yeah. stick blade, and then you fan on the shot. Otherwise, he might have had a second goal oh, against yeah. Chicago. Like the kid, the kids could score. He he for a defenseman, he could score. It's just yeah, you just gotta keep putting in the work. And I think that's another guy too. Like you gotta you gotta consider him in the lineup on the right side we're not and then look yep. man logan mayu fucking is just keeps fucking scoring goals like like superstar it's nothing. maybe <laughs> i'm just saying i, I said it superstar I'm just, I'm just saying there do not be surprised if he makes the lineup next year i'm not surprised yeah. i knew when, when they drafted him he was gonna make it even even guys like le cavalier and bouillon think he might make the team next year he has a good chance don't be surprised. Chance. This is a, see the Michigan. No, I'm. I'm. We're aiming at a specific listener. I hope you're listening to this one day and try to <laughs> try to expose us one more time, you fucking bully. Anyways, um, we won't get into further details about that, but that's okay, guys. I want to end it off with one more thing. It's practically a year now that Marty St. Louis has been the head coach of the Montreal Canadiens, or we just surpassed a year. This might be probably the best decision that this team's made. Hands down, dude. Well, Oof, I have a hard time. Let, uh, let I think Kent Hughes, Kent Hughes yeah, okay. and Jeff Gorton are number exactly. one. Exactly. Exactly. But then Marty is a key piece to their continued success. Mar- yeah, it trickles so, down. So Marty is the beginning of what us, the public, the fans, you know, our first viewings of that culture change that Kent and Jeff trying to build mm-hmm. like, you, like that development first uh, you know, winning attitude, fucking work ethic, not fucking don't step on the Habs logo. Uh, don't fucking high five your friends because you win a game or something like that. None <laughs> of that bullshit. <laughs> it's serious fucking business all the way from the fucking training staff, the fucking, uh, you're bringing Poulain, real winners, you know, like who, people mm-hmm. that know what the fuck leadership is and, mm-hmm. and surrounding the kids with that. That's what we're seeing. And, <laughs> and Marty St. Louis is a, one of the biggest parts of that. You just see him, man, even like little fucking comments, like little jokes he says in press conferences. You, you, you could see this, the mind behind it, the psychology behind it. He thinks behind mm-hmm. everything he says. He's fucking, he stops, he listens. He doesn't fucking talk over the guy. He stops, listens, and then he replies with this like philosophical gold, you know? Like <laughs> it's incredible. And the players hear that. I'm sure the players hear that and so, it builds them. And so does Elvis Graton. Absolutely, though. Like that had that goes a long way, man. Look, it's like having a good teacher in high school. You like like they stay on you, they stay in your mind for the rest of your life, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and and it's for a reason. So that has the same effect. 
having a, a great coach or a great fucking coaching staff, Zook, like Zook environment has, and all that kind of stuff. Has Zook has have any of our high school well, teachers well, ever touched? Have they unfortunately touched, have they touched you? In a specific way, no. that's with you forever. Like no, Listen, like no. We, like, unfortunately, <laughs> we grew up in the East End, where you know teachers were not teachers, man. Right, Sammy? Like, I, yeah. I didn't learn anything from school. I'm not gonna lie, and, and that's it. And that's why I'm where I'm at in life. But it is what it is. We're and not gonna go there. This podcast with, me. and that's why we're here. Yes, but uh, no, no. But I'm sure some people, somebody out there, had a teacher that was touching psychologically it's okay to talk about Mo- it motivationally speaking, about it. not touching yeah. physically of course not like in chicago or whatever but jesus you know, you know too soon no <laughs> no no uh, chris you wanted to say a few things yeah um absolutely that that just that competitiveness yeah. that you said it so well and i started laughing you said hungry like hungry for wins versus hungry for saints bad like look at <laughs> marty uh, yeah the, yeah you have michelle denier driving yeah. the bus in the commercial for saints bad you know what marty's doing in his time off it looks like he's in the fucking gym he keeps right. himself in top oh, yeah. shape fucking that's winner. the kind of like there's another coach like that rob brindamore that comes to yeah 100 percent. It's, it's, it's like I was about to say how that. can i it holds the players accountable because you say, how can Key. I as a player be less fit than my coach who's not even playing? For like sure. the coach can put on skates and take my spot like this, like that. And then, and then too, Sam, you're talking about like him. He always does that. He always does that. It's, like, it's amazing. I have and, a few screenshots saved of that. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what? That's not a, that's not ridiculing his players. That's a, I want to win. I know we suck this year and I still want to win because it's in my nature to want to win. And, and if he can pass that on to the players, like at the end of the season, the players go, you know what? That was a shit year. We didn't really accomplish anything, but fuck, I want to win. I'm going to go and I'm going to work my ass off in the summer. I'm going to practice every single opportunity that I have. I'm going to do this. If And you, you talked about Poulain too. You're talking about people who have won at the highest levels, yeah. who have competed and and been at the top of their game in comparison to the other elite players marty is such an important factor especially going forward and i think he's going to help so many of these young kids flourish because these young kids in the next four to let's say six seven years are going to be the ones that are carrying us to the cup final so marty man uh like what a what an amazing amazing decision what an amazing you know risk that they took hiring oh a guy God. with such little uh little experience do you use my friend do you remember your initial reactions when oh man when the news broke that marty got hired as the head coach i couldn't believe it yeah i couldn't believe it i was expecting i swear to god i had even a dream of it this fucking realistic i swear to god i don't know what i smoked or drank that night but uh i swear to god i thought it was it, it, it was i swear to god and i'm okay. like the city needed but then i was like and then people are like Briere. I'm like, okay, Briere. I'm like, okay, let's no, see. Go no, here. Briere was for GM, not not. Oh, it was for uh, GM. Okay, coach. so yeah. who were the coaches? Who were the um? Okay, so it was Roy. There was somebody else. Fuck. Um, I think I think Roy was coach. Yes, not GM. Was he? No, was he not GM? That's why no. I th- I thought if I'm not wait wait I'm like I have to really already hired. You, you might be right. No, it was. But that's what I'm three. saying. Mar- Marty no. was so out of the blue, and that's well, why I'm saying I'm not so sure that there were other candidates because they didn't even. But, but I saw it was a candidate. Man. I, I don't. E- I don't even think we heard about coaching candidates, though. 
exactly. No, because, That's because Ducharme, no, because Ducharme got it's true. What, what the fuck are we talking about here? It's true. There was no candidate. Ducharme was still Ducharme, there. No, Ducharme got fired, and it was like right away, Marty is hired. That's why. Yeah. That's why there was no talk of okay, candidate. Okay. Well, still, you know what? Oh, so Juan Briere were for GM. Okay, all right, continue. Okay, it was for GM. But anyways, I would have said, I saw it was a coach, but it is what it is. Maybe he was going to do both. Yeah. That's what I was saying. <laughs> but it's not going to oh, happen. God, but, no, uh, those days are over. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, oh, dude, Marty, man, it's like, I was surprised because he, he was one of the those group of star Quebec players that never wanted to come to Montreal. If you remember, what never, yeah, the, yeah, like the Liers, the Briers, the, the the Marty's, and all that, they could have played in Montreal if they wanted <laughs> to, but they didn't come here. Ah, so the I would never expect, the even the Cabellet, I'm surprised we got him as a consultant. To, 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 to no, I'm that's not. A testament. That's but a like, testament to our GMs. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> you know, man, great moves like right at the. I, it, it's Molson, guys. It's not anyone else. It's Molson. He it's started true, the train. Too. He Molson. started the train. Molson I swear to God. the fuck he up. He may man. have derailed it at one point, but he he put it back on track. I swear to God, <laughs> those f- four moves in a row were fantastic. I was like, okay, cool. Three, four. Sure. It's a four. Well, yeah. Well, the four moves were firing. Every- the first move was firing everybody. Yes. The second move was hiring Jeff Gordon. The third was hiring Kent Hughes, and the fourth was hiring Marty. There you go. Marty, I think we we have suffered one loss. Let's count coaching and and management staff. I think we've suffered one loss since those guys have come in, and that's Luke Richardson. And obviously, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel yeah. bad. I don't feel badly for him going because obviously he got a shot to be a head that, that, that's as a head it. coach in Chicago. That's, that's but it. that was the only guy that was detri- a detrimental loss. Other than that, the way they cleaned house. The way they it wiped it clean, like it was like it's like just dropping the perfect antibiotics to wipe the shit out of the system <laughs> and then putting the good like you know good healthy things in place. You know who else? It's it, it's all about bad timing too. But what if Kirk Mahler was the assistant coach for Marty St. Louis? I wouldn't see it. No, I'm not I'm not huge on Kirk Mahler. Okay, no, I'm because um, Kirk Mahler is another guy that likes like the fucking limelight. Like Marty does, I don't know if. Uh, well, I don't know if it's gonna I work. I don't, I don't know, but I've, I think I've heard I think Luke Rich, I think Luke that's Rich, just my opinion, of course. Because like, could you imagine this coaching staff between Mahler, St. Louis, and uh, Luke Richardson? That's pretty solid, yeah. I think that's the solid. I don't know, Luke Kirk Mahler, man. Uh, who else would I put? I would put Carbonell instead of fucking Mahler. As assistant coach, yeah, I think so. But he did that fucking already. Love Carbonell, yeah. He kind of did that already, so I don't know. He was assistant uh, coach to Teddy A in 2002, huh? Don't forget. Guy Carboneau. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Was he? Oh, yeah. Where? And I was... in, in Montreal. Where else? Where whoa, are we whoa, talking wait. about? M- m- wait. Yeah. Carbonel Carboneau took over after Teddy A left. I didn't know he was an assistant, Carbo. Okay. I didn't know he was assistant no. either. Carboneau took over after Claude Julien got fired. Yeah, the first time we had those. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, the yeah. first time yeah, we, we yeah. had oh those god. coaches. Oh my god. Go way back, boys. I'm what telling you. I'm telling you. I was I wasn't even 10 years old at that point in time. Well, I was 12, so we were 12, yeah. We were <laughs> we were in sec one or two. I'm telling you, I remember. I, re- what a I mess. remember that. What uh, a mess. Oh no, you guys, you guys clearly said all the right things about when it comes to Marty. It's, fucking legend. But there's I think he admires the, uh, dare I say this, the Boston Bruins culture. 
the Boston Bruins winning culture. And I don't know if that's has to do with like, I don't know if that's the air where like Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon come from. I think so. But, but, but if you notice like that whole Boston area mentality is something that I think Marty and even the GMs are trying to instill on this team. That's a, that's and an observation. Look, and, and let's be honest here. The Bruins, they've been one of the best teams in the past decade. Like even though yeah. they only going to on one cup, but look, they've went to the Stanley cup finals okay. another two other times. They're, they never draft high, yet no. they've always been one of the top teams in the league. Development. No, well, I think but, it's. I think it has. To, yes, but I think it has well, to culture. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but that too. But that develops with, with the buying, culture. buying into what the team is building and everyone uniting together for that fucking logo. And Marty said it. Yeah. Play for that logo. Yeah. Fuck playing for Connor Bedard. Play for that logo, <laughs> Joey. <laughs> did you you know what um maybe you guys did or didn't i i i've saw that i have seen a few excerpts from two different things there was one the spitting chicklets podcast i want to start with that because i thought the interview with zdaniel chara was very interesting and this is just one particular example you're talking about physical conditioning mm-hmm. zdaniel chara was a freak of nature in terms of his yeah, his yeah, size yeah. as a hockey yeah, player yeah. gigantic but that guy and and trust me, as a head, as a, like a, as a big and like uh, not light doing pull ups, the best that I've ever been able to do in my life in the best shape, I was able to do about twenty one pull ups. And I'm I'm talking chin ups, not not the pull ups, not the hard freaking ones. Mm-hmm. Chara apparently did over thirty. The guy, and this was when he was like basically coming in to the team beginning of the year when they're doing their fitness testing and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Basically, guys were looking at him going like, I I don't know if this predates. It might predate his Boston days, but it carried over into Boston. And the reason why I'm saying this is that guys are going like, well, yeah, this guy's going to do, this guy is not going to do anything. He ended up doing this crazy amount of pull-ups. Um, and the reason why the story is so important is because he said like two years, three years later, he was the only one, the first year he was the only one who was doing that amount. A few years later, there Everyone. were like four, five, six guys that are doing that because, again, it brings in a sense of accountability. It brings in it's a con- sense of competition. Oh, it's you contagious. Win. Like and, this, and, 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 and this, that's and the, the key word. That's the key word there. Accountability is key. And this, well, the second one too. Uh, I, I hate to admit it, but um, what's that like? You know how there's the 24 ch? I think it's like behind the B or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, their, yeah. their show hosted hosted uh, hosted by Dennis Leary, by the way, who I love. Yeah. Yeah, but that I have to say, especially they, like they still have it going, or it's just maybe behind the scenes videos of the Bruins this year in particular, mm-hmm. uh, like the way that they're competing think, and the way they're, that they're performing. You think they're yeah, having a last? No, you think they're having a last dance documentary? Being well, made? I think definitely. I think definitely, but more than that, you watch the interactions, just the level of respect. The level of respect that Patrice Bergeron and even that fucking that piece fucking of shit rat. on ice, oh, great guy off ice, Brad Marchand, the respect and the camaraderie to every single member of that or- organization, whether it's a guy who's running to go get replacement laces for a skate, mm-hmm. it's insane. Like we're, I hope, I hope we get there because the Montreal Canadiens organization right now and every single other team in the league. You look at that group of individuals in Boston, and I hate to say it, 
again, fucking la creme de la creme when it comes to class, respect, accountability, and pushing one another. Among, Holy among, shit. Amongst, amongst themselves. Yeah. And I think Jim Montgomery is has a big part to play in that role as well. Yep. So and and that's that's why like the after I think it was the pregame press conference that Marty had before the Bruins and he like you could tell like he's like man I I I just I love the culture they're building. So and I I truly truly believe that's what he wants to bring and I think and I think and it's not a bad thing at all and I really think Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon are in that as well. I think they're like that three-headed mm -hmm. monster that's really trying to build that but the key word that Christy said a few times is just accountability and I think what I think the reason why certain players are having success is because you're going to know when you make a mistake but damn right you're going to know when you made a fucking good play and that's that's what these guys need now especially with this new generation of players I honestly I, 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 I would I'm dying to know what his very first speech was with the team when he met everybody for the first time to the point where like when they all walked out, they're like, that had to have been the best speech I've ever heard in my life. Sure. And it's always something along the lines, like, listen, I've been there. Like you have, I've been sent down to the minors. I've been given zero chance. I was told I couldn't make it. I was told this, I'm not good enough. Blah, 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 blah. I've been there. I've been to exactly each and every one of you have been, but that's the only, that's the tip of the iceberg. As far as what we know of, of that speech, I would, I've loved to have been a fly on the wall to know what was said in that very first meeting. But I, I, I don't think I could add more to what you two have said because it's, I, I, I pray to God, man. I just pray to God that he leads us to the fucking promise line. Like, please to the hockey gods, please. He's going to happen. He told the hockey gods, please no more blue jerseys. I'm asking the hockey gods now, please give us all the Stanley Cup. We're fucking it's it's been long overdue. It's long overdue, man. And if I if if you were to tell me, Sam, you're gonna have to suffer for four or five years, and then maybe another three, four after that, you're gonna have to wait and see if a cup comes. Are you willing to go down that road? I'd say yes in a fucking heartbeat, but I I pray to God it's with the people that we have now in, in the office. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. We've had this conversation. I know you guys ridicule Anthony all the time for it. I well, still we don't say need, we, don't, we don't need this this part of the conversation to ridicule. No, him. it's it. <laughs> I think. Call me crazy. I just get a gut feel for a lot of different reasons. I'm gonna go back to a player that Zook named. If we get Adam Fantilli, if Kent Hughes number two, if oh. Kent Hughes manages to get rid of. Oh, Some of the guess. veteran contracts that are impeding, let's say, certain players from either having a particular spot on the roster, but also at the same time making room for certain players. I think those two factors, I truly wholeheartedly believe the Montreal Canadiens will be contending mm -hmm. within three to four years. Oh, I contending. think so too. Contending. I'm not, I don't think they're going to win. If they do... The, the, you obviously there's all luck involved yeah. as well, right? So yeah, exactly. There, luck, yeah, there's going to be luck. Gonna be luck there's going to be health. Health, yeah. but we'll see. Do uh, yeah. time will tell, my you friends. Know what? You know what? We're going to end this episode, but this is going to be a topic for a, for another topic for another episode because uh, a lot of it's going to come down to where they see Kirby Doc playing, and he's playing like a fucking number two centerman. It's unreal. 
Number two or number one? Well, <laughs> number one. Uh, I, I no, he's, he's a strong number two in my opinion. I I, I think okay, I fair. think Suzuki has a bit of an upper edge upper edge so on him. So for now, that's yeah, it, boys. That's a good topic, Yes. Well, it'll be it'll be on the next episode. Uh, okay, so we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in to another episode of Curfew Boys. Uh, again, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Here are our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please like and subscribe us on YouTube. You can leave us an honest rating and review. Uh, it would be greatly appreciated. To you guys, Zook and Chris, thanks for uh, being a part of this with me tonight. To uh, Joey's, Adri, and who's the other guy? Oh, Anthony, right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I uh, hope to hope to hope the the boys are gonna jump on uh, soon enough, but uh, they are with us in spirit. So, um, boys, don't to forget also the Canadians play the Carolina Hurricanes Thursday night, and they're gonna end the weekend off to the fucking Toronto Maple Leafs on Saturday night, and yes, then Sunday sir. Sunday I think the team is having a All Star Skills competition at the Bell Center amongst them. So for the kids. Ends, for the kids, if you're heading out there with the family, I'm sure it's going to be an awesome event. Mm-hmm. Gentlemen, until next time, bye now. Bye now. Bye now. Good night. Dynasty. Dynasty.